0: Hello and I am recording this quick preface to my third podcast because I give my recordings to my husband and my mom for feedback and my husband loved it but my mom said this she said I think the second part is better than the first part because the first part appears to be an abstruse philosophical inquiry okay and I then looked at my Facebook page and I saw a comment from a friend who had listened listened to my previous podcasts and his comment was, I listened to your podcast and started cleaning the bathroom. Inspiration is what it's all about. So my friends, if my abstruse philosophical inquiry can inspire you to clean your bathroom, big win. Good morning and welcome to Real Duchess Mom Podcast. I'm your host, Diana Page Cohen. And why I like to say good morning all the time is that if it's the morning, there is the potential of you changing your day around. Now, if it's nighttime and you've gone through the whole day, there's just less opportunity to change your day. So if it, you just say good morning, it just gives me the feeling of like anything can happen, no matter what time it is. So good morning to you. Anything can happen. Your day can change at any moment, good or bad. Let's try to make it good. Um, first, I'd just like to address a question of why I'm in my closet if you're watching this or you've seen some of my posts, my friends are laughing like, okay, fancy closet lady, what are you doing? Well, I'm in my closet because there's no space in my house to have privacy. And if you're a musician or a creator or use a microphone or perhaps you're an artist and you need, you need, know, you need some space to be quiet, to be with your creative art, then I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. And I have been, and I have a very, uh, I mean, it's not really, but basically my closet could be an apartment in New York City. So I live in Arizona now, so there's lots of space. Um, So yeah, I lived in New York City in a 400 square foot apartment with my boyfriend, who's my husband now, and we made it work. And just the same way I'm making it work here. And I've been in definitely less pleasant situations underneath blankets trying to record to prevent noise. Um, So I'm happy to be in my closet and I hope one day I have a real studio. So we'll see (laughs) after all these years. I'm 50, okay, I'm 50 and I'm in my closet. Um, So what's real to me? So real Duchess mom, let's break it down into three parts. What's real? What's real for me this week? What's real for people? what's real, what's really been going on, what I think about, what's in my face all the time is war. And I don't listen to the news purposely. I don't intentionally listen to, to news and I've always been that way. I made a decision in college that I couldn't handle the sort of not feeling depressed about constantly the onslaught of hearing about the horrors of planet earth and I didn't feel like I could do something about it and I could only do what was in front of me and I had to sort of hide the fact that I didn't watch the news or read the newspaper really at the time I mean there wasn't social media and I'm not a fighter I don't consider myself a fighter in that way I just kind of like to do my quiet thing, but I really had to defend myself to keep innocent in a way to not have to read the newspaper or really understand what's going on currently in the world. But you can't help but know. I mean, you can't help but know now, especially nowadays with internet and social media and people talking. I mean, I can't avoid it. I'll know what's going on because people will be talking about it. So... I cannot help when people speak about the atrocities going on in the world. The only way that I can make sense of it and the way I see it and feel it in myself is because I feel it in my own heart and I see it in my own life. And it's so real in my body, in my physical body. I can feel things and people can feel things you know people feel things in different ways but i feel like more and more my myself this is my experience and i know people around me are becoming hypersensitive to others and they're feeling it in their bodies so there will be less and less of a tolerance to be around people and situations that aren't in alignment with who you are That's what I experience. And when we're talking of, you know, in the world of of hatred and war, I only can see that in myself. So when I see it outside of myself, I just have to work on the only thing I can do that's in my control is to work on my own division in myself And how I feel and how I react to others. And I can also do what's right, what's in my control with what's in front of me. And that's generally my family. Where I have responsibility and I can do something. Then if you are in a workplace or if you're in a community, then you have responsibilities there. So... And then there are the people that can do things about the much bigger issues. They're in a position to to do stuff. But I don't see how can there be peace in the world if we can't have peace in our own hearts, if we can't love our brothers. I mean, there's a basic tenet of religion, of I, I you know, I don't know if it's all religion, but there's a basic tenet that feels right, that's just under underlying all religion is to love your neighbor, love your brother. It's, it's just fundamental. It's past, it's beyond religion. And I talk about this with my, um, my friend's kids. And he said, you know, I hated my brother. I hated him for many, many, many years, like really. And you could see it was like true hatred and they ended up coming out of it. But we had this discussion of like, isn't that crazy that you can't love your actual own brother, that you have this hatred in your heart? How is it possible then that we're going to have any kind of peace when we're growing up having this hatred in our own hearts? And I don't know. So I say this because I feel it. I feel like the the i i don't say i personally have that hatred but i do have um i do have just bad thoughts let's say i have bad thoughts and if you do any kind of spiritual work or you've done retreats or this and that i think we can all agree or if you don't agree let's a- agree to disagree that thoughts are things Thoughts are things and thoughts have effects. The same way sound waves have effects on people. Your thoughts can affect people. Not just in like a mystical kind of way, but if you have a thought, you're going to act a certain way. You're going to take that into the world and act a certain way. So my advice myself, And I hope that, you know, this is what we work on in our family. I mean, we work very hard on our family. It's the only way that we can stay together as a family is to do this kind of work in our own selves and in our own hearts, because I can see the blackness of my own heart. And I'm a pretty nice person. I mean, I'm a pretty good person. I've always been kind. I've always been nice. I've always looked after others. And I can see my own blackness, you know, if I took my heart, my spiritual heart outside of myself and presented it to the light, meaning shining a light on it, I would see the dark spots. And that's my only job is to work on that. How can I possibly help others in areas that I need the work myself? So that's my reality of what's going on um, this week, and there's plenty more realities we can deal with. I mean, what is reality? That's another thing that I've been present to. Is like, is reality just formed of the perceptions of people? That's, or is that just the real, or that's just the prison reality that we think we're in because we're just formed our. Our thinking and our thoughts are formed by history and by other people and by agreements that people have made in the past that form our present reality and this is like a you know mind-bending topic but like what is reality so again it's just something I can work on myself in my in my own heart in my own life in my own family and I see the results I really I see the results of this kind of work, just working on your own sincerity and your own heart, and making mistakes, and and just being being true as best you can. That's my uh, thoughts on on uh, on reality and war, war in our own selves, and just another example, actually of. You know, I met someone the other day here in Arizona, and the sister lives next door as a neighbor. so So a neighbor, so let's say, you know, love your brother, love your neighbor. So it's an actual family member and a neighbor, and the gate is locked, and they do not speak. How is that possible? So when people speak about forgiveness, And peace, let's work on what is in front of us. Because if we can have peace with our actual neighbor, our physical neighbor, and our physical brother, there's a chance. Next topic. What's duchess in my life? So we got real. What did I do that was very duchess this week? Well, I... Put a tiara on this week. I have a tiara that I got for Halloween. I or was it Halloween? I don't know. I don't know why I I have a tiara. Let's just say that I have a tiara, and I just I did a post um, on my Instagram, and I just felt like I really want to wear my tiara, and I'm going to go put it on. And I couldn't find it, and I'm rummaging around my closet. As you know, I have a nice big closet. Ramajit cannot find my tiara. I'm getting very upset. My daughter's at a friend's house and I text her. She's not answering. I call her and I'm like basically freaking out like, Sasha, where's my tiara? And I was going to blame a friend who was here who was borrowing something one day. And I was like, my mind was going crazy. Like, where's my tiara? Like, this is real. So she finally tells me where the tiara is. And I put it on and I, then I gather myself to do my post. But I just laughed at myself thinking like I'm running around freaking out, blaming people, screaming like, where's my effing tiara? So that was my little Duchess moment. My other Duchess moment is just simply leaving the dishes in the sink. I left the dishes in the sink yesterday. I was like, I am so tired of cleaning I am just so done and I am like highly, highly organized and I'm a little nitpicker and it's very hard to be around me if you're in the house. So I'm really trying to relax on this. I'm doing, you know, a lot of work on myself to not be one of those people that I don't like when I go to someone's house and they're clean freaks, like you feel that and you don't feel comfortable and I don't want people to feel uncomfortable. So I have to work on that. But I was like, you know what, here's how I'm going to work on it. I'm going to leave my dishes in the sink and I don't give an F about dishes in the sink or the kitchen being messy. Like I'm going to experiment with just not caring. So I'll let you know how that goes. I know my fellow people who are also clean freaks and who like everything neat and who clean up all the time can relate. So I'm wondering if anyone else has had this, has has experimented with just like letting it go. We'll see. We'll see about that. Uh, what is going on in my mom life this week is, which is kind of constant, is when do you let your kids get on social media? My daughter's thirteen. I am not prepared yet for her to be on social media. Why the struggle isn't whether I am going to let her do it or not. The struggle is. She's very smart and I, I owe her an explanation and for her to understand why she can't have it right now, but I can't explain. And if you're a parent, it's hard, especially my age at 50. My daughter's 13 and I'm 50 and I did not grow up in the world of social media. So what am I telling her? I don't have the experience to say to to know the dangers so I know what I know I know how I grew up and I know what to look for from my experience growing up and I had different experiences as if it was was a different world so I am not prepared to let her go into something that I don't know a lot about and don't have control over but it's just more complicated than that I do realize that she's my daughter's responsible and many other parents let their kids have social media when they're much younger and they don't seem to have a problem with it i so i i think it's about control and um not being kind of quote bullied into bullied by my daughter or not that she does that but like all tend to not have the time to dig in to something you know, when she got a phone, I, it was everything's everything's so fast, everything goes so fast that if you don't set it up properly, you're going to get screwed in the future. And that's what I feel with what I'm doing right now with social media, I'm being a social media manager for a client, I'm like spending the time right now to set it up. So that in the future, there's no problems, you know, and that has to do with getting the right email for when I set up accounts and where is stuff stored? Where do I store the media? So it's getting set up properly. So when my daughter comes and all of a sudden now she has a phone and now we got her a watch and how do I do screen time and how do I do parental controls? But she could be watching stuff. I'm more scared of that. She's going to see something that I don't want her to see, especially sexual stuff. I mean, for me, um, that's what I'm trying to avoid. But, you know, is she getting to an age where that can't be avoided? Is she going to her friend's house and watching it? You know, I can't be in control. So that's just an ongoing discussion. And I'm also wondering the opinion of other, other moms too. It's hard to look on the internet and you get so much, there's just too much information. It's hard to digest it all. Like what do other moms do for social media? Um, Are you you really trusting your children? You know, I I just hear too many sad stories. I just hear too many sad stories. So I'm on the fence. She's at an age where perhaps she could be responsible. But I'm still scared. I'm scared. I'm scared for myself. I'm scared for myself on social media. Like I've been now back on social media for, you know, for three months. You know, November. Yeah, not even three months. And I already feel... The, the energy suck in a way, like if you don't have the balance in your life of kind of a physical reality and a social media reality. For me, um, it's kind of getting into a little weird space, like what's your purpose? What are you trying to convey? What am I doing as a personal person posting? It kind of like there's a balance and I'm just navigating that balance right now because I remember why I went off why I went off it in the first place Um, so how to keep it how to keep it fun and light and then there's a difference of that and then what my job is now which I am so excited about and now I have this purpose to do it and be creative that's a different way to engage in social media which I really enjoy so these are all questions I have that was my that was my main major mom thing of the week and So that is my three cents. We'll call it three cents. That's my three cents of what's going on this week in the world of Real Dutch's Mom. Thank you for listening, and let's see if we can continue. I'm more interested to see if I even continue with this podcast. It'll be fun to even look back on these. If I only do three episodes, it'll be fun to look back in the future if I end up doing a podcast for a different purpose, uh, just to... Keep a record of where I was at this point, which is today, as of this recording, is Monday, January 29th, 2024. And hope you have a great week wherever you are, and good morning, and see you next time. Underneath the ice and snow lies a seed that waits to grow, wants to see the sunlight, but he